Welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I'm Jordan Shambly, joined by Wesley Wildman. Hey, how's it going? Hey. I normally well, I normally wait for you to finish what you're about to say next. Right. I interrupted you there. No, it's good. It's all right. You all can right. interrupt me anytime you, when you need to. All right. <laughs> I just wanted to get in there and say um, thank you to all those that listen mm-hmm. to Engage Magazine or Engage Radio on AFR. We appreciate those that listen and those that go to our website. And yeah. Well, you have... Uh, Overall, if you look at the grand scheme of AFA and AFR, we have a little bit smaller of an audience than, mm-hmm. than, the, than, the, than our parent ministry, obviously, but they're out there. And when I travel yeah. and get to meet people and they tell me that they read my mm-hmm. article in the latest magazine or that they heard us talk about something on, a, on our podcast, our radio program, I just really appreciate that. So we have yeah. our audience out there. Thank you all for listening. Um, and uh, speaking about magazines, mm-hmm. what's the latest, Jordan? You're the magazine Well, there's guy. a magazine in the oven. In the right oven. <laughs> hey, there you go. Well done. Um, and it's going to come out in uh, May, so keep a lookout for that. Go to engagemagazine.net, and you can sign up for it. Uh, there's a link at the top. It just says magazine. You fill in the information, and you get it for free. That's way too easy. It's We're too, gonna have to find we need a way to make, to make it harder. Them. Yeah, we need to put four, <laughs> four, put three or four more clicks in there. Right, we'll it just do it. So you yeah. mean it just says magazine? Boom, go. It just says magazine, and then okay. you put your information in, and you get it. Well, go y'all go check and see if it's that easy because Jordan's <laughs> saying it's that easy. So those that are listening, last time I checked, it was that easy. Go so there, we're good. Yeah, all right. Um, but today in studio we have with us. This is one of my favorite episodes to do uh, regularly. We have Chris Woodward with us again yes welcome chris thank you very much i i didn't realize our magazine was oven safe <laughs> uh, yeah that's a good point metaphorically speaking <laughs> it is yes. don't do this in real yeah. life <laughs> you do not put your magazine in the oven and cut it on right yeah. <laughs> although it would feel you know kind of nice and warm well, yeah you know Until i can it, think of maybe one situation in which that might be helpful for some reason but other than that don't I could keep going with this, but I better not. Yeah. So. <laughs> we have Chris here for a reason. Yes. And, that's to, and that's, it's not to continue cracking bad jokes okay. about magazines. Um, Chris, you're, you're usually coming here as the bearer of good news and bad news. Yes. Just news that we need to know. It's a, it's a, a blessing and a curse. Yes. The, the, uh, the bearer of news, whatever it may be. Uh, yeah, but a very timely uh, topic this week. Uh, we've covered this uh, to a certain extent with uh, Steve Jordahl and a few other guys at onenewsnow.com. That's our website. Uh, a few days ago, there was a new Gallup poll out, and this was the headline, U.S. Church Membership Falls Below Majority for the First Time. Just some background here. Americans' membership in houses of worship continued to decline last year, dropping below 50% for the first time in Gallup's eight-decade trend. Hmm. In 2020, 47% of Americans, so that's all the generations out there, 47% of Americans said they belonged to a church, synagogue, or mosque, down from 50% in 2018 and 70% in 1999, back in the old days. Wow, yeah. Uh, uh, The decline in membership is tied to a lack, um, it's tied to an increase and lack of religious affiliation. So it's mm. not just that people aren't members of churches. They're not right. they're not people of faith uh, in one way or another. And that is certainly 
Something that is on my mind today, certainly something we've talked about a number of times on this show, uh, the fact that we need to be in church and we need to be good witnesses. We need to share truth and apply scripture to all kinds of people, not just this week, although this one is important. Well, a couple things on this first. Does this have anything to do, would this include this study or this uh, uh, report have anything to do with people that are going, watching virtual church or virtual (laughs) That's a great question. It does not, to my knowledge, have anything to do with that. I always um, wondered that, you know, when with COVID, you know, uh, the lockdowns and mm-hmm. the paranoia of the virus. And I do think at this point, for the majority of Americans, it is paranoia. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those people that um, are really paranoid about it and they're they're watching, a lot of people are watching church at home. They are. Um, and they, now maybe not as much now as they were six months or you know five or six months ago but there was a season for that and a lot of people aren't going back after the fact mm-hmm. so I just, when people say there's a drop in church attendance so I just wondered if that means they're just not coming in mm-hmm. physically to the church versus yeah. watching it virtually yeah. but Jordan no uh, this is church membership mm-hmm. rather than the church attendance that's a good point right yes okay well that that, yeah. w- that would that would mean that that would mean that would be different than what mm-hmm. I'm suggesting or, yeah uh, I mean there's there's a couple of ways that we could look at this too. I mean, um, just from my mind, I, I think one is is pretty sad. I mean, mm-hmm. you have people who seem to be falling away um, from the faith, and that's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is um, an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, we now have people who we may have looked across the pew, see someone sitting in church, and we think, great, they're in church. They seem to be following the Lord. They're Christians. That that they, they, you know, they're they're brother yes. and sister in Christ. But now we see an increase of numbers and people who are leaving the pews, who are leaving mm-hmm. church membership. What we can see this as an opportunity. People are being honest about themselves spiritually. Mm-hmm. People are being you know, saying, you know what, I'm. I may have at once at one point said I was a Christian, mm-hmm. and now I'm just being honest and saying that I'm not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an opportunity for evangelism. It is. It really is. Yeah. And uh, just kind of narrowing it down in terms of uh, the population, Mm -hmm. uh, this Gallup survey, which you can find online, just type Gallup church membership. It's probably going to be among the first things that would appear on a a Google search or whatever you might use. Um, From 2008 to 2010, 51% of millennials were members of some place of worship. Uh, in 2018 to 2020, 36%. So we had a 15% drop. And you have to wonder, this survey does not include uh, a broad look at Gen Z. It says it does include a right. small portion of Gen Z. But you have to wonder, if you've got a 15% drop in millennials in the span of 10 years, what is Gen Z going to look like? So it's yeah, not just trends. millennials that we need to be out there you know, talking to, but also uh, the next generation to come. The trend, so it's trending down quickly. It is. Yeah. Yeah, and they even went through the uh, the trouble and bless this person's heart because they did a lot of research here. <laughs> they broke it down: men, women, uh, Hispanics, college graduates, black, white, uh-huh. Asian, Midwest, South, South, Protestant, Catholic, virtually college every football demographic. Fans, non-college right. football fans. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. during college football season, people who ring people cowbells. <laughs> um, yes. You're gonna see a attendance, uh, a church attendance drop during church. Or during college football season. You, you are. You are. Well, actually, it's funny. I, I lived in a state. I don't know if that's true. I'm no, not, I made that up. No, it's. Uh, I lived in a state one time that was really big into college football. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to, my wife and I were visiting some churches uh, at that time, trying to find a place to call home. And um, 
church attendance at several places, depending on the Sunday, was kind of sparse. And this was like the 11 o'clock service, not the early one that tends to draw a small, limited, uh, but devoted gathering, you know. Sleepy worshipers. Right. (laughs) This was the 11 o'clock main worship service. Mm -hmm. And, and, And I remember my wife asking me one time, like, where is everybody? And I said, well, such and such university played at home yesterday. And I think that's where a lot of people are. Now, yeah. were they going to a church in that college town? Maybe. Probably not, though, when you look at you, <laughs> yeah. the topic that we're yeah. talking about here, because this is not that yeah. long ago that this right. conversation uh, occurred. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. And you brought up the the, the, the Gen, Gen Z and mm-hmm. how that might have impacted this research. I wonder about that a lot. Um is there going to be a trend? Okay, so the millennial generation, everybody, you know, everybody hates us and mm-hmm. talks bad about us. And of course, every we, young I, person I can, is still refer yeah, to as ab- a millennial. Absolutely, yeah. and I can own up to absolutely. Yeah, my generation has a lot of work to do to mm-hmm. get back to where they need to be. But I wonder, is it going to be a trend? It, it, is the next generation, Generation Z, actually going to follow millennial in it, millennials in their footsteps? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to react against it? Because if you look at Gen X, mm-hmm. right, this is before millennials who were actually Gen Y, millennials are very different yeah. <laughs> than Gen X. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. And and there is a lot of um, – because they were either our parents or our big brother, big sisters. There, There's – there's. I don't want to be like them, so mm-hmm. I'm going to be this way. I'm going to follow the trends of today's popular culture. I wonder if that's going to happen with Gen Z, if they're going to be actually – more active in church or more active in politics, more active in in, in uh, society in general, whereas millennials tend to be lackadaisical. I would like to see that personally. What's yeah. the generation right below uh, millennials? That, uh, so like coming after us? Yes, coming yeah, after us. Yeah, that's Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I was told that, um, and this was uh, reported on Crowder's, yeah. Stephen Crowder's mm-hmm. mentioned this a couple of times, that that, that, that generation is... Obviously, mm. all, all generations at that age are fairly liberal in their yeah, thinking. Yeah, they're all young. But yeah. but um, the reality hadn't hadn't hit. <laughs> but uh, but that they were comparatively speaking, mm. they were more conservative than our grandparent generation at the same time. Hmm. At the same time, interesting. Yeah, they interesting. they reported huh. that they've reported that multiple times based on different things. And uh, we've talked about. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not on here before. Right. We've talked about this. What mm-hmm. I'm about to say amongst the staff here at AFA and AFR, but that um, uh, a lot of people, the, the middle school age mm-hmm. kids right now, high school kids, and even some college, but mostly middle school and high school, they are just about fed up <laughs> with the the um, the spoon feeding of the LGBT agenda stuff. <laughs> yes, uh, and just in your face yeah. all day, every day, <laughs> um, to yeah. the point to where it's. It's nauseating, and 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 and, and to the point where mm-hmm. they they're they're turned off by anything. They're like you know they're thinking to themselves, I I, I love everybody. I right. care about me. why do I have to do and then fill in the blank. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, really so that's, that's a great point to bring up too. Because I think it, I mean this is kind of very off topic. I'm sorry about that, but this is kind of what no happens. off topics here, brother. <laughs> right, let's do it. Um, Every young generation wants to rebel against whatever, you know, whatever being taught, you know, whatever the establishment is. I mean, we see that in our grandparents, even, um, Uh, the the flower children that they were. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, Gen Z, what they're growing up in is that spoon feeding of liberal ideology is that, you know, like, you know, you use these pronouns. And, of course, there's a lot of Gen Z who are on board with that. And Mm -hmm. I see that quite a bit on the Internet, which is not real life. Um, But... The 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 rock star attitude, you know, the 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 rebel kind of attitude would be 
conservative mm. in this case. Yeah, in this yeah. case. Yeah. Which, I mean, the, the motive there, of course, is not great. I mean, no, sure. You know, yeah. but still the, the result of that is this another opportunity for the church to come alongside that rebellious conservative mm, yeah. attitude and say, well, you're right about this, this, and this, yeah. this, and here's where you're and wrong is your dots. attitude. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, connect I see a lot of... in, in worldview. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I do see a lot of positives mm-hmm. uh, coming about in that. And, I mean, there's a so, lot of immediate things that are concerning, but underneath the surface, there's opportunities everywhere. Though, yeah. I guess for me, the most concerning... W- uh, issue in the millennials or even the generation before that Gen what Gen a millennial uh, coming Gen up X, X. Gen X right. or Gen Z is coming up yeah. Yeah, Gen yeah, Z is yeah. coming up Gen yeah. Z are people listening going he's not a millennial yeah. he's he's not a young adult <laughs> I'm 31 uh, I just don't have social media and I get I get Good behind, I get, I get behind on this kind of stuff uh, yeah. <laughs> and and turn I get back I get behind on terms quickly okay so back to my point um. Don't the uh, not the only but the primary issue while you know they're getting they're getting force fed the LGBT stuff at a rate that's mm-hmm. not even realistic, um, the, and I think that's going to backfire for the LGBT community, um, and their you know agenda. I the one that does concern me is the socialism part. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I, I the only but the reason here is why here's why is because hi, historically. It's too late by the time you change your mind and go, nah, I really don't really, yeah. I don't really agree with socialism. Mm-hmm. It's just too late at that point. Whereas a lot of the things about the LGBT, you get a taste of it in cultural mm-hmm. and culture and entertainment along the way to go, nah, not so much. It, bite, it bites back quicker than socialism does. Yeah, it takes yeah. a few years and there's for not the as, socialism not to. As much, uh, yeah. Yeah. Does that make any sense? No, that absolutely okay. makes sense to right. me. Yeah. Absolutely. I think one thing that would be good for like everybody listening, um, like you mentioned, you're 31. I, I'm one of the oldest millennials. I've never actually like done the research, right but, yeah, but I'm, right I'm pretty certain that I was like one of the first. Yeah. Uh, because definitions vary as to what yep. a millennial yeah, is. Some people say 80s and 90s. I've seen other definitions that say 81, 82 when I was born. Should be somewhere like 24 to like 38 mid-90s. or something. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. So right in that age range. So like if you are someone like me and you're one of an older millennial and you know somebody that's 31 years old, maybe mm-hmm. they haven't been in church, they haven't been in church in a while, they're not members, reach out to that person, mm-hmm. befriend them, uh, invite them Absolutely. to a Bible uh, study. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, church doesn't necessarily have to be the people yeah, in the church building, in the sanctuary, but it would be good for us as a culture if we were members and we got together and we had fellowship because if you really want to affect change and you want to bring change uh, to our society, you know, you, you change the White House by making sure you've got a church house, okay? Yeah. So, like, we need to have people out there. And like you said, it's a good mission field uh, if your church is uh, talking about ways to, you know, bring people in and, and don't don't make everything worldly. I would strongly recommend you not do that. Right. But do look at these kinds of things as boring and numbers heavy as they can be. You know, talk uh talk get some groups together and talk yeah. about Good things discussion. you can do. Right. Yeah. Don't just leave it to your pastor and deacons, okay? Bro. Uh you are also responsible for going and teaching the gospel of Jesus. Every Christian has a mission field and every Christian mm-hmm. is a missionary and we need to take that seriously, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Um and I, I will say that um a lot of 
uh, I like what you said about don't make it worldly because mm. like a lot of the temptation has been in past decades. Let's 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 dress up this good message mm. with things that are really cool and the the kids you know want to get into and like right. games and stuff. There's nothing wrong with games. I'm not mm. saying that at all. But don't lose the substance of the gospel and mm. like really present the weightiness of it because honestly if I was not a Christian and I was presented with the typical, say, um, humanist or even, goodness gracious, Muslim, you know, presentation of their message, yes. plus the typical the typical youth gospel of from conservative evangelicals in the mm-hmm. South, it's not as attractive to me because it feels like there's a lot of silliness going on. Right. Whereas these other people over there, they take it really seriously. Mm-hmm. It must mean something. Right. Yeah. So yes. that's something to keep in mind as well as we're reaching out to young people. Something, you know, talking about something meaning something. Another mm-hmm. story uh, that we have covered this week and may uh, be following up on uh, after we get past Resurrection Sunday, uh, there was uh, some information that Open Doors USA put out. Open Doors is one of the many uh, Christian um, persecution-focused organizations out there that bring attention to uh, all kinds of things. You know, we in America have uh, spent the last year um, being upset and speaking out against things like church restrictions, and that's understandable. Uh, We have the right to gather uh, we we should be able to do uh, certain things when people are able to go to a big box store, uh, and you're if not it's able not to applied, get to worship. Yeah. Real yeah. quick, if it's not applied equally right. across the board, then yeah, yeah, that's your point. Yes. Now the information from Open Doors mentions that. Uh, I'll just begin uh, here. It says here in the U.S., Easter Sunday often has the highest church attendance with the various events like sunrise services and passion plays. But in areas of the world where Christianity is not welcome. The time we celebrate the risen life of our Savior plays out differently. In many countries, believers must celebrate in secret, Mm -hmm. not unlike those who followed Jesus 2,000 years ago. Uh, So while we in the free world may think of our celebrations as the traditional way to honor our Savior's sacrifice, today's persecuted believers might actually be experiencing something closer to the original Easter. And they go on to say that we should pray for our brothers and sisters Mm. in Christ in these uh, persecuted countries. Mm. We talked about this the last time I was on here with Cedra. Uh, as well, um, you know, a lot of people go to church not knowing if they're going to make it back home. They yeah. might die because yep. they gathered. Um, somebody who's not a, a Christian might um, harm them or, or kill them for practicing their faith. Other people are arrested. You know, in, in many countries, even in 2021, you I, can't own a Bible. I've met with a handful of, uh, this is before, it's, it was unsafe then, it's even more. Now at this point, I can't do what I'm about to say I did. But I've, I've visited with the underground church in China, mm. handful of people in a small hotel room, you know, off the record type mm-hmm. deal. And they had they had driven, many of them have driven a, a bu- got on a bus and rode a bus. They mm-hmm. didn't drive it. They rode a bus 14, 16 hours to get to this one meeting wow. just to meet for an hour and a half or two and to get some resources and things like that. And they were, these were the underground of the underground mm-hmm. church members. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to your point, you know, I I know not everybody can experience a mission trip like that for different reasons, but if you're if you're young or you got the resources and you got the time or you're a parent mm-hmm. and you got kids, a mission trip, a short term mission trip, yeah. ha- almost has to be a must do because it changes your perspective on everything. My first trip to Honduras radically changed my mm-hmm. view on materialism. Mm-hmm. I mean, radically. Mm-hmm. I mean, night and day. 
Um, anyway, so I think serving in the mission field helps us remember when you share stuff like this, I I, I feel the weight of that yeah. as a, as opposed to, oh, okay, in history, that, I yeah. guess that did happen. No, so if you, I just want to stop here for a second and encourage you to, you need a you need a volunteer raise your hand next opportunity you get to serve in a mission field and I we I I'm a firm believer that our lives are missions and mm-hmm. every day we do a mission. What I'm describing is a short term mission trip in other parts of the world who who once you leave the United States have it far worse than we got. That's that, yeah. Sorry, I mean, got on my. No, I mean, you're good. really, yeah. you know, watch the slideshows. We were talking about this prior to uh, to gathering. Uh, you know, watch the slideshows and really pay attention to what the missionary says. Uh, the the foreign or the national pastor, whatever the term may be, the next time your church has a missions uh-huh. conference. Uh, you know, I mean, people are so excited to gather in basically a lean-to mm-hmm. and, you know, read the Gospel That's of John. Right. And we and then and then compare that to the, language, the yeah. little silly things that mm-hmm. just make you Trivial. in a bad mood and ruin yeah. your day. Sunday mornings, for me personally, are sometimes I bring all this on myself. But Sunday mornings, uh, you know, I, I want to get up, I want to get ready, I want to go, I want to be there on time, yeah. all these things. And those little things are what I think Satan can use against you to ruin your day and to ruin your sure. uh, your witness and to put you in a bad mood to where you don't hear the gospel. You know, Think yep. about those little things that affect you and then look at what these other people are going through just to be able to gather and yeah. to hear the word preached. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good ministry there. I follow them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. And I think too, part of the, the, the difference and our mindsets are often like in America we have or in the Western world where we're where we're um, very privileged and very blessed to be able to have the freedoms that we do and the safety that we do. I think sometimes we tend to view Sunday morning services and and uh, that kind of thing as mm-hmm. something oh we need to do this. This is an obligation. This is something I should do as a good Christian. And there's a weight of obligation there, and certainly it's an obligation. You have to obey Jesus when he says to do it, you do it. But in other countries, I, I think where they don't have those privileges that we do, they feel the need for that. They mm-hmm. feel that this is not something that I just have to do. This is something I need to do. This is something that um, if I don't do that, I am missing out on some real sustenance spiritually yep. speaking because they're in a they're really in a starving environment they're yep. in a famine spiritually yep. and they're surrounded by just a, a drought mm-hmm. yep. really and they need that connection with their brothers and sisters and uh, with 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 the word of god and if we I mean, we we I mean, honestly, what we need to do is be reading our Bibles and praying and spending time with each other, sure. and then we'll feel that yeah. need. Yeah. You know, we need to be living there in the mm-hmm. same mindset, even though we have so much protection. Yeah, there. I, my wife and I do uh, Sunday school for grades four through six, and we often talk to the kids about the importance of reading your Bible and to be in prayer for uh, for all kinds of things. And do you know when you when you see or hear your parents watching the news, pray about those things that you saw in the news. And you know, I'm not saying you need to read the Book of Isaiah every night. Sure, certainly. That's very time-consuming. But in the time it takes to stream an episode of something or play uh, a level on a video game, uh, you can can do a lot. You can read a couple of uh, chapters. You could uh, be in prayer. Um, Certainly, uh, my church, uh, and I'm sure a number of others do this kind of thing too, we gather uh, prior to Wednesday night uh, prayer meeting and Bible service for a special time of prayer for our country. Uh, And really, that has – it's it's helped me a lot – and, and helped me to see that I need to pray more because mm-hmm. if you think, you know, 
five minutes is a long time to pray. I mean, like really sit down with a group of men or women in your church mm-hmm. and really just, you know, try to tune out the world for 15, 20 minutes and just be in prayer for mm-hmm. all kinds of things from our leaders to laymen in the church. Um, That's one more t- one more tool in addition to the traveling and seeing other parts mm-hmm. and mission work. That's another thing I learned along the way that will also reset the dial or, or yes. keep you keep perspective mm-hmm. is through what you were describing as intense prayer yeah i'm not saying don't watch tv and all that stuff <laughs> yeah. i do that too yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> I, I, but but you know do think about how much time you're doing uh entertaining yourself yeah. compared to how much time you're doing to inform yeah, yourself and good. equip yourself that's so what one, one thing i have to say mm-hmm. Go back to church this Sunday. If you yes. haven't been going, it's yeah. Easter Sunday. Absolutely. If, if there was ever a time in our history to, for the Christians and those that are, are considering being a Christian, not sure what that means, but they know something's not right and they know they've got a miss, uh, what do they say, a God-sized gap in their heart. Mm-hmm. Those you need to, when there's no better time to, than to start going back to church mm. this Sunday on Easter Sunday, there'll be there'll be tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that go this Sunday that would typically not go any other. Mm-hmm. And I just pray and we pray here at Engage that yeah. that that will be a good harvest. Um, and I know I, I didn't I back backing up a little bit to the beginning of the program. I wouldn't try to just be dismissive of those that have legit concerns of the virus right, or any right, other right. type of illness. Nonetheless, what I was uh, referring to is the draconian lockdowns and the high, the hyperbole of the mm-hmm. media to this is a uh, once you get it, it kills everybody. It's just, I mean, the, we all know what I'm talking about. Right, right. But, um, but with that said, I know a lot of people have been concerned about getting out in public mm-hmm. and stuff, but look, you gotta, we got to get back to life. We got to get back to normality. And we cannot forsake the gathering of believers mm-hmm. over over anything, Amen. especially something like this. So yeah. go back to church this Sunday. I know Absolutely. it's spoiling the word. Their radio program on Friday, that's their big push. Yeah. That was their big push was that's go good. back to church Easter Sunday. Absolutely. Right. And, I, and I hope that Trust everyone's God. able to do that. Yeah. Um, now, something, too, like uh, in our minute here, I want to have, you know, encourage someone to do is, um, oftentimes, I mean, if you're blessed like I am to have another Christian in your household, so my wife, Anna, mm-hmm. um, don't uh, miss the opportunity to have discussions and and yes. kind of rise above the everyday mundane. We got it. We know what's what's for dinner kind of conversations, mm-hmm. but like dig into like some really deep conversations about things that you've read in the Bible, read in the scriptures. Um, to warm your heart. Um, and I know there's a lot of people in different situations right now where either you legitimately can't make it to church or maybe you're don't you, there's not a church in your area that you feel that is God honoring, mm-hmm. whatever the situation is. Um, if there are Christians in your life that you can gather with in one way or another, please do that. Yeah. Um, and, and don't miss out on the blessing that's there um, that God has given you. Um, I mean, I've, I've been extremely sanctified Mm -hmm. and encouraged through my wife and discussions that we've had. Amen. Hey, thank you for Mm -hmm. sharing that. With the couple seconds we got left, the things we talked about today, Mm -hmm. where can they find that? Yeah, go to Mm onenewsnow.com. If it's not on the homepage, uh, just search for things like persecution or church membership there in the search box on the homepage at onenewsnow.com. You'll find the articles. Awesome. onenewsnow.com. That's in the description of this episode. And until next week, guys, continue to share truth and apply scripture. 